Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Level Up podcast, where we learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And we have a very interesting conversation. I've got Greg here with me. We have no guests, so again, we are off the chain. We're gonna uh, go deep with Greg on, on one topic here on leadership, which is the idea of being authentic, so that we are not having to kind of act as if, and, re- and really what you mean is like kind of closing the distance, in other words, between who we actually are behind the scenes and who we are as a leader to our people. So when when you look at that, how do you how do you think of it? How do you think of yourself as a leader and being authentic? What does that even mean to you? So the the, the connection that I hear is you know whether me me as a leader or someone else as a leader in authenticity is leading people being who you really are at all times. In other words, like don't create an identity. Because you think that's who you need to be to impress people. What I think is really impressive is when you're being you, even if you're flawed, I think people appreciate authenticity. You know, me, unfortunately, one of my flaws is, you know, I'll, I'll say a cuss word every once in a while. So some of the people in my office that might watch this, they may say, well, sometimes he says more than one cuss word every once in a while. That, that's a flaw. But you know, yeah. one of the things that I've learned over the years is that that's who I am. That is one of my flaws. And the people that are within the organization accept me for who I am because they know that's just me. They're getting me. They're not getting whatever version of me that, that uh, I want them to see. They're actually getting me the good and the bad. And I think that's authenticity. Um, and that's, that's, that as a leader, you, you're kind of, in order to pull off authenticity, you have to be a little bit vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable with inside of your, you know, your group, you're going to, you know, kind of show them some of your weaknesses and show them some of your strengths. But what I believe is, is that if you'll be an example of authenticity and vulnerability, then they're going to reciprocate with authenticity and vulnerability. And you can really go somewhere as a group and you can you can go to higher levels when everyone's just being real with each other. Hmm. So that's kind of what's going on. I, I'm surely not saying everybody out there needs to lead and say cuss words by any means. You do you. You probably hear this sometimes. You do you, I'll do me, right? And so instead of some people reading books or looking at other leaders and they're saying, I need to be like that. No, no, no. You need to be like you. And then you may need to learn additional things um, and set up structures and systems around the you that goes ahead and becomes your business model, but start it with just being you. Another thing is, is you can't be you and be attractive to everybody. So some people are not going to like you, you know, they may look at me and say, hey, you know, he's, he's successful or he's effective, his agents, you know, within his team are, they do really well, but you know, I don't think I really like that personality. Well, that's okay. What am I going to do? Now I'm going to be fake to attract this person? Because over time, if I'm fake, I'm inauthentic to attract somebody. 
eventually I'm going to be authentic. And so now I kind of got them into the company, onto the team, in, 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 you know, under some sort of manipulation. And then I later on reveal who I really am. And then they're unhappy. Yeah. You know, so you tend to attract the right people when you're an authentic leader. And you mm-hmm. tend to attract a lot of people when you're an inauthentic leader. And in the end, those a lot of peoples will come and go. And the ones that will stay with you the longest are the ones that accept you and thrive in being around a leader, a leader like you, that authentic leader that you are. Okay. And, and we, we, we were talking a little bit behind the scenes because one of the things that brought this topic up was the concept of burnout. And the idea that as you're going from agent to entrepreneur and there's all these new things to learn, new things to do, new roles that you have to take on, um, you know, I see a lot of people losing, you know, losing their energy, mm-hmm. burning, burning out energetically, yeah. burning out, um, you know, in terms of like how much leadership they want to put into their team or whatever the case is. And you mentioned that part of that burnout has to do with being inauthentic. So what, what do the two have to do with each other? Yeah, I think I think a lot of the a lot of burnout that comes within uh, leadership is is not all because there's I guess there's many forms of burnout and many things that can cause it. But I think a lot of times what leaders do is they 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 try to figure out who they're supposed to be for this group instead of attracting a group to them. They figure out who do I need to be to be attractive within that group. And so what that means is sometimes they wake up, they wake, we wake up every morning who we are. And then there's, but there's some leaders that have to like, they wake up as they are who they are, but then they have to put on some sort of act based on what they think is necessary in order for others to accept them. And wearing that act or having to constantly put on that act is tiresome. It's like you know, a point where you tell a lie and then you have to tell another lie and another lie and another lie. It's like, man, it would have been so much easier just to tell the truth because now I've lost track of like the sequence of lies and I'm not sure what the answer is any, in, anymore. It's like I've lost myself within this thing. I don't even know what's real anymore. And I think that that's tiresome. Where, where, where leaders will go back. And I've, and I've been, you know, I've been a part of this. I've, you know, I've said this to myself. It's like, wait, what? I'm burned out, you know, and sometimes I have to go and I have to ask myself, who am I being? And a lot of times, maybe who I'm being, I'm being disconnected to who I really am. I'm trying to be something that I'm really not in hopes that they'll accept me at a higher level. And then I realize that that's stressful. That takes a lot of energy and effort to be somebody you're not. So again, when you try to to you you change yourself to appeal to the masses or to a bigger group, then that's more tiresome tiresome than you being who you are and attracting a smaller group. A smaller group that fits your personality will outperform a bigger group that doesn't. Yeah, agreed. Well, and your proof of that too. Yeah, you know what's interesting is. Um, I ran into a book here, and I, I remember hearing the book recommendation, and this is not an exaggeration, 20 years ago. Mm. 20 years ago, I heard a conference by a real estate speaker out of Australia, 
And the book was called Titan. It was about the life of John D. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. And it was one of his literal top three recommended books of all time. I brushed it off at the time. I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in Rockefeller. Well, I'll get to it someday. 20 years later, last circa fall of last year, I finally got around to, to ordering it and reading it. And the interesting thing is that it, it set me free from that belief that you mentioned earlier, Greg, which is that I had to be somebody else as a leader to inspire the group of people that I wanted to attract. And I don't know if anybody, if you haven't had that experience yet, it may not come through a book. It may come through a mentor or something like that. But what it did for me was I, I looked at that. I read that book and I realized, okay, this is someone with the same personality type as me who eventually became the, literally the most, the richest man in the world and led a you know multinational conglomerate organization that he actually never had more than a 40% share in. I mean, he ruled that organization by force of personality, even though he wasn't extroverted, loud, like he's not all the things that we tend to associate now with entrepreneurship, which is, you know, um, roller coaster ride, dyslexia, you know, uh, just, you know, all, all kinds of these things that are kind of now glorified as being part of entrepreneurship. And, and that's not the point. The point was that that book set me free. And because I I realized all of a sudden, hey, it's not about, I don't have to be Greg Harrelson. I don't have to be this other person. Uh, I found a model that, in other words, set me free to be myself. And so that, like I said, that may not come for everybody the same way, but I think it hopefully it will come for everybody because it's not, we don't have to adopt somebody else's style. And to your point, Greg, when you do adopt somebody else's style, it's exhausting. Even if we can pull it off for a short time, it's exhausting and eventually we get found out. And then the people that connected with the facade we put on, then they have a choice to make. Do I leave? Do I stay? And and usually it ends up, the relationship ends up not going well because they, that's not what they signed up for. And so just re- really briefly, what would you recommend? And then we'll sign, we'll, we'll shut this one down. How do people close that gap? How do people close the gap between who they are and who the people they think people expect them to be as leaders? Man, that's a, that, I know. And that you have 30 is a, seconds. Yeah, that is a tough one. I mean, maybe we just need to record this one answer and then mm-hmm. sell it for a million dollars for every listen, because it would be that valuable, right? If there was exactly. an answer to that. Um, but my my feeling is this is well i'll i'll give you what i did and you've are, you've heard this a few times from me in 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 our many conversations we've had you know i had a coach it was matthew ferry that assigned a, he made gave me an assignment it was to write my eulogy he he told me to write my eulogy this was 15 years ago i'm sure Write my eulogy. What do I want someone to say about me at my funeral? Which means I can't help them write this. You know, it's just right. like, but like if I was sitting in the audience or in the, you know, in the church or wherever we may be and, you know, listening to others talk about me after I've passed away, what do I really hope deep down in my soul that they would say to me? Or say about me. I think if you really want to figure out like how to put this together and be an authentic leader, go through that one task. And what will come out when you do that little homework assignment is that'll come out. What'll come out is who you show up for others. Who do you show up as for others? And when you get really clear on that, then that becomes your goal for the day. Am, am I being consistent with what I'm committed to showing up as? 
or others. That's what I, that's my, my thought on that one. Love it. Yeah. It's about the best thing you can do is uh, to give people something concrete that they can do. Get that, yeah. that started because it's different for all of us. Love it. Hey, and, and I, and I mean this sincerely for anybody who listens to this, please email me and share your, what you come up with. I hope I get 5,000 emails that says, Greg, I did your assignment and this is what I came up with. I will read them because it'll be the most inspiring thing that I would probably ever read is somebody listen to what I just said on this podcast and actually send me an email so I know that they took something from this and, and it's something that I know is so important for you as a leader. And quite frankly, it's not important for you as a leader. It's so important for you as a leader to identify this because it's going to mean so much to the people that follow you. Awesome. Please send me that email. And uh, where do they send that, Greg? Greg Harrelson at gmail.com. I will read that. Yeah, easy enough. All right. Well, good Lord. That was a deep episode. And we get, we get deep sometimes, <laughs> but holy cow. Yeah, we sure uh, do. Yeah, I've got my, my palms are sweating. I've got like a, a mist around my hands right now. That means it touched <laughs> me, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody, uh, if you, first of all, take, take Greg up on the offer, because I know that would mean a lot to, to read those emails. So Greg Harrelson at Gmail, um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. I won't, I won't belabor the point. Just go over to, to your favorite places, grab the, grab the podcast, make sure to subscribe. Uh, we've got some powerful episodes coming up. That was a good example of it, but man, that's, uh, there's some really great, really great episodes. We, uh, we did another one on the responsibilities of a leader. We're going to do another one on, um, creating space for transformation. So, yeah, we might have turned this into a little leadership series, Greg. I think that'd be that'd be yeah, good yeah. for folks. So I think that would be a, a, a bright idea. I think it yeah. would because I think there's a there's a theme here, and we keep building on it. So I think that would be helpful to uh, the listeners to to for us to guide them through the series, so they can kind of hammer in on all the talking points that we discussed. 100% agree. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening or watching, whatever the case might be. We'll see you on the next episode of Level Up Podcast.